climate policy. Revolutionize science. One single source of water. Children learn. Like, like the creature comes for Dr. Frankenstein. Welcome to CU Lab Rats, a podcast produced by the University of Colorado Boulder. Visual imagery and human rights have always been connected, but a new book asserts that in the digital age, the relationship between the two is more important than ever. Sandra Ristovska is an assistant professor in media studies at the University of Colorado Boulder. With the help of co-editor Monroe Price, she has released a book titled Visual Imagery and Human Rights Practice. The 18 chapters help readers understand how images and human rights are connected in the contemporary moment. Typically, we have looked at images as kind of illustration or as kind of a representation of issues. But in the contemporary moment, what's happening is that images are now becoming crucial piece of evidence for a people who investigates human rights violations. For example, Ristovska says a lot of what the world knows about the war in Syria comes from citizen and activist footage, as well as satellite imagery. Images are not an addition to a story. They are the key piece of evidence on their own. Ristovska's book investigates the ways in which images act as evidence of human rights violations. When these images are released into the media, that adds another level entirely. A media and human rights are almost inseparable in the current moment. And, and there is actually a long history of this. I mean, if we think about how we kind of came up with the notion of human rights, the encounter with visuals, the encounters with visual media was very much central. At the turn of the 20th century, early Kodak cameras showed people what colonial violence looked like in Congo. That was the first time we used the term crimes against humanity. It's kind of seeing that abuse that sort of people talking about, you know, well, what it means to have a human dignity, what's crimes against humanity. So it's that kind of engagement with the media that created a different philosophical notion about what it means to be human. We would not know the details about the Holocaust that we do if it was not for visual images. There is a deep historical connection between visual media and human rights. Today, media is helping us uncover human rights violations that we would not have known about with the absence of visual imagery. And obviously there is something good about it and there is something unfortunate about it because does that mean that if there are no images, if there's no media to cover it, there's no human rights violation? I don't think so, but images are starting to dictate which violences we pay attention to and which we just simply are uninformed about. Engaging with images can be a form of human rights practice in itself. Similarly, ignoring or not taking the images in the first place is also a form of human rights practice. This engagement also encourages our imaginations to see a solution for human rights violations. We have to start taking images seriously. Our culture is very much visual, but we are not as good institutionally to engaging with images on their own terms. If we take images seriously, we may open ourselves a little bit more to the kind of imaginative thinking that human rights desperately needs. Ristovska says this means we must improve how news organizations work with eyewitness media and change the way our courts take visual imagery as evidence. Overall, she says, we must consider how we use images as a mode of knowing, and this can be empowering to all of humanity. Using our own imaginations is a powerful tool in reducing human rights violations that occur. Thanks for listening. This is Molly Fannin-Steele for CU Lab Rats. 
produced by CU Boulder's Office of Strategic Relations and Communications.